Welcome to the Altrusian Grace Media Podcast. My name is Matthew Schmitz, and I'm your host. Altrusian Grace Media focuses on occult, esoteric, and spiritual texts narrated in creative audiobook fashion. Here you will also find my original musical works, which sometimes accompany the text. If you enjoy my work, please follow and like the podcast and possibly leave a comment if you so choose. Also, make sure to visit me on YouTube and Bandcamp and consider joining my Patreon. All these links and more, as well as the description of the show you're about to listen to, are in the show notes for this episode. Again, welcome, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Book 10 But come now, hear of me the mournful time of sons of Latium. And first of all, after the kings of Egypt were destroyed, and the like earth had downwards borne them all, and after Pella's townsmen, under whom the whole east and the rich west were cast down, whom Babylon dishonored and stretched out for Philip a dead body, not of Zeus, of Ammon, not true things were prophesied. And after that one of the race, and blood of King Assaracus, who came from Troy, even he who cleft the violence of fire, and after many lords, and after men, to Ares dear, and after the young babes, the children of the beast that feeds on sheep, and after the passing of six hundred years and decades too of Rome's dictatorship, the very first lord, from the western sea, shall be of Rome the ruler, very strong and warlike, the initial of whose name begins the letters, and fast binding thee, O thou of goodly fruit, he shall be full of man-destroying Ares. Thou shalt pay the outrage which thou willing didst force on, for he, great soul, shall be the best in wars. Before him Thrace and Sicily shall crouch, with Memphis, Memphis cast headlong to earth by reason of the wickedness of rulers, and of a woman unenslaved who falls under the spear. And laws will he ordain for peoples and put all things under him. Having great fame, he shall wield scepter long. For no short time shall he last, nor shall ever be other greater scepter-bearing king than this one, over the Romans. Not one hour, for God did lavish all things upon him, and also in the noble earth he showed great marvelous seasons, and with them showed signs. But when a radiant star, all like the sun, shall shine forth out of heaven in the middays, then shall the secret word of the Most High come clothed in flesh like mortals, but with him the might of Rome and of the illustrious Latins shall increase. But the mighty king himself shall under his appointed lot expire, transmitting to another royal power. But after him a man, a warrior strong, wearing the purple mantle on his shoulders, shall bear rule, and with this initial be numbered three hundred, and he shall destroy the Medes and arrow-hurling Parthians, and he himself by his power shall subvert the high-gate city and again shall come evil to Egypt and the Assyrians, and to the Colchi and Heniaki, and to those by the waters of the Rhine, the Germans dwelling over the sandy shores, and he himself shall ravage afterwards the Highgate city near Eridanus, which is devising evils. And then he shall forthwith fall down, struck by gleaming iron, and afterwards shall rule another man, weaving guile, and the initial of his name will show the number three, and he much gold shall gather. And with him there shall not be satiety of wealth, but plundering more recklessly he'll put all things in the earth, 
but peace shall come, and Ares shall desist from wars, and he shall make known many things in divination of the greatest things, inquiring for the sake of means of life. Yet there shall be on him the greatest sign. From heaven down on the king while perishing, there shall flow many little drops of blood, and many lawless things will he perform, and put around the neck of Romans pain, trusting in divination. And the heads of the assembly he will also slay, and famine shall seize Cappadocians and Thracians, Macedonians and Italians, and Egypt shall alone feed numerous tribes, and the king himself beguiling secretly shall craftily destroy the virgin maid. But her the citizens in tearful grief shall bury, and against the king they all holding wrath shall abuse him craftily. While strong Rome blossoms, the strong man shall perish. And again there shall rule another lord of the number of twice ten, and then shall come unto the Sauromatians, and to Thrace, and to the Trebali, famed for hurling darts, wars, and sad cares, and Roman Ares shall tear all in pieces. And a fearful sign shall there be, when this man shall rule the land of the Italians and Pannonians, and there shall be at the mid-hour of day dark night around them, and then from the heaven a shower of stones. And thereupon the Lord and vigorous judge of the Italians shall go in Hades' halls by his own fate. Again another fearful man shall come, and dreadful, numbering fifty, and from all the cities many noblest citizens, born to wealth, he shall utterly destroy, a dreadful serpent breathing grievous war, who sometimes stretching forth his hands shall make an end of his own race and stir all things, acting the athlete, driving chariots, putting to death and daring countless things. And he shall cleave the mountain of two seas and sprinkle it with gore. And out of sight shall also vanish the destructive man. Then making himself equal unto God shall he return, but God will prove him not. And while he rules, there shall be peace profound and not the fears of men and from the ocean flowing and cleaving by Ausonia shall come untrodden water, and around looking with anxious care, he will appoint his very many contests for the people, and he himself an actor will contend with voice and sithara, and sing a song along with harp string. Later he will flee and leave the royal power, and perishing illy will he repay the harm he wrought. After him three shall rule, and two of them shall have the number seventy by their names, and in addition to these shall be one of the third letter, and one here, one there, shall perish by strong Ares' sturdy hands. Then shall a mighty ruler of men come, destroyer of the pious, strong-minded man, spear-wielding Ares, whom seven times the tenth shall point out clearly. He shall overthrow Phoenicia and destroy Assyria. A sword shall come upon the sacred land of Solima, even to the utmost bend of the Tiberian Sea. Alas! Alas, Phoenicia, oh, how much shalt thou endure, grief-laden with thy trophies tightly bound, and every nation shall upon thee tread. Alas, alas to the Assyrians, shalt thou come and shalt see young children serve among unfriendly men and with the wives, and every means of life and wealth shall perish. For on thee God's wrath causing grievous woe shall come, because they did not keep his law, but served all idols with unseemly arts and many wars and fights and homicides, famines and pestilences and confusion of cities shall be. But the reverend king of mighty soul shall at the end of life himself fall by a strong necessity. Then shall two other chief men, 
cherishing the memory of their father, great king, rule, and in contending warriors glory much. And one of these shall be a nobleman and lordly, whose name shall three hundred hold, yet he shall also fall by treachery, not in the warring companies stretched out, but struck in Rome's plain by the two-edged brass. And after him a powerful warlike man of the letter four shall rule the mighty realm, whom all men on the boundless earth shall love. And then shall there be over all the world a rest from war. Yet all, from east to west, shall serve him willingly, not by constraint, and cities shall be under his control, and of themselves be subject. For to him shall heavenly Sabaoth much glory bring, the imperishable God who dwells on high. And then shall famine waste Pannonia, and all the Celtic land, and shall destroy one here, another there. And there shall be for the Assyrians, whom Orontes laves, structures and ornament, and what may seem yet greater anywhere. And the great king shall have a fondness for these, and love them above the others far, and there are many. But he himself shall in mid-breast receive a great wound, and seized at the end of life craftily by a friend, in hallowed house of the great royal hall shall he fall down wounded, and after him shall be a ruler numbering fifty, venerable man, who above measure shall destroy Rome for many inhabitants and citizens. But he shall rule few, for in Hades' halls, for a former king's sake, he shall wounded go. But then another king, a warrior strong, who has three hundred for initial sign, shall bear rule and lay waste the Thracians' land, which is much varied, and he shall destroy the powerful Germans dwelling by the Rhine, and the Iberians that shoot the arrow. Moreover, there shall be unto the Jews another greatest evil, and with them bedewed with murder shall Phoenicia drink, and the walls of the Assyrians shall fall by many warriors, and again a man destroying life shall waste them utterly, and then shall threatenings of the mighty God, earthquakes, and great plagues be on every land, untimely snowstorms and strong thunderbolts. And then the great king, mountain-roaming Celt, shall for the toil of Ares not escape a fate unseemly, hastening eagerly after the strife of battle, but worn out shall he be. Foreign dust shall hide his corpse, but dust that of Nemea's flower has name. And after him another shall arise, a silver-headed man, and of the sea shall be his name, and of four syllables, Ares himself, first of the alphabet presenting. Temples he shall dedicate in all cities, watching over the world by his own foot, and bringing gifts away, both gold and amber, much will he supply for many. And magicians' mysteries, all will he from the sanctuaries keep. And what is much more excellent for men will he place, ruling, thunderbolt, and great peace shall be when he shall be lord. And he shall be a minstrel of rich voice, and a participant in lawful things, and a just minister of what is right. But he shall fall, unloosing his own fate. After him three shall rule, and the third late shall rule, three decades keeping. Yet again of the first unit shall another king bear the rule, and another after him shall be commander, of tens numbering seven, and their names shall be honored and they shall themselves destroy men marked by many a spot, Britons and mighty Moors and Dacians and the Arabians. But when the last of these shall perish, fearful Ares then, he that before was wounded, shall again against the Parthians come, and utterly shall he destroy them. And then shall the king himself 
fall by a treacherous wild beast training his hands, excuse itself of death. And after him, another man shall rule in many wise things skilled, and he shall have himself the name of the first mighty king of the first unit. And he shall be good and mighty, and for the illustrious Latins shall this strong one accomplish many things in memory of his father. And forthwith shall he adorn the walls of Rome with gold and silver and ivory. And he shall go within the marketplaces and the temples with a strong man, and sometime direst wound shall shoot up like ears in the Roman wars. And he shall sack the whole land of the Germans, when a great sign of God shall be displayed from heaven, and shall, for the king's piety, save men in brazen armor and distress. For God, who is in heaven and hears all things, shall wet him with unseasonable rain when he prays. But when these things are fulfilled of which I spoke, then with the rolling years shall also the renowned dominion cease of the great pious king. And at the end of his life, having then proclaimed his son succeeding to the kingdom, he shall die by his own lot and leave the royal power unto the ruler with the golden hair who with two tens in his name, born a king from the race of his father, shall receive dominion. This man with superior powers of mind shall grasp all things, and he shall rival great-hearted overweening Hercules, and be the best in mighty arms, and have the greatest fame in chase and horsemanship. But he shall live in peril all alone. And while this man is ruler, there shall be a fearful sign. There shall be a great mist, then in the plain of Rome, so that a man may not discern his neighbor. And then wars shall come to pass along with mournful cares, when the king himself, exceeding mad with love and weakly, shall come in the marriage bed shaming his youthful offspring, infamous for inconsiderate wedding songs impure, and then, in helpless loneliness concealed, the mighty baneful man held under wrath shall in a bathroom suffer evil plight, man-slaying Ares bound by treacherous fate. Know then, the fatal lot of Rome is near, because of zeal for power, and by the hands of Ares many in Palladian halls shall perish. And then Rome shall be bereft, and shall repay all things, which she alone before accomplished by her many wars. My heart laments, my heart within me mourns. For from the time when thy first king, proud Rome, gave good law to thee and to men on earth, and the word of the great immortal God came to the earth until the nineteenth reign shall have been finished. Kronos shall complete two hundred years, twice twenty and twice two, with six months added. Then the twentieth king, when smitten with sharp brass, he with the sword shall in thy houses pour out blood, shall make thy race a widow, having in his name the letter which the number eighty shows, and burdened with old age but he shall make a widow of thee in a little time. When many warriors, many overthrows, and murders, homicides, and deadly feuds, and miseries of conquests, there shall be. And in confusion, many a horse and man shall, cleft by force of hands, fall in the plain. And then another man shall rule, and have the sign of his name in the number ten, and many sorrows shall he bring to pass, and groans, and he shall plunder many men, but he himself shall be short-lived and fall by mighty Ares, struck by gleaming iron. Another, numbering fifty, then shall come, a warrior roused up by the east for rule. A warlike Ares, he shall come to Thrace, and he shall flee thereafter, and shall come into the land of the Bithynians and the Sicilian plain. But brazen Ares, the life-destroyer, shall with speedy stroke utterly spoil him in the Assyrian fields. 
and then again there shall rule, craftily, a man skilled in fraud, full of various wiles, roused up by the west, and his name shall have the number of two hundred. And again another sign. He shall contrive a war for royal power against Assyrian men, raise a whole army and subject all things, and he shall rule the Romans with his might. But there is much contrivance in his heart, impulse of baleful Ares, serpent dire, and violent in war, who shall destroy all high-born men upon the earth, and slay the noble for their wealth, and, robber-like, stripping all earth while men are perishing. He shall go to the east, and all deceit shall be to him. Then shall a youthful Caesar with him reign, having the name of a puissant lord of Macedon, by the first letter known. Bringing in broils around him, he shall flee the hard deception of the coming king in the bosom of the army. But the one who rules by his barbaric usages, a temple guard, shall perish suddenly slain by strong Ares with the gleaming iron. Him, even dead, shall people tear in pieces. And then the kings of Persia shall rise up, and Roman Ares, Roman lord. And Phrygia shall with earthquakes groan again, wretched. Alas, alas, Laodicea, alas, alas, sad Heropolis, for you first once the yawning earth received of Rome immense os. All things as many shall wail, while men are perishing in the hands of Ares, and the lot of men shall be bad. But then, by the eastern way, hastening to look down upon Italy, stripped naked, he shall fall by gleaming iron, acquiring hatred for his mother's sake. For seasons are of all sorts, each holds back the other, gleaming, and this not at once all know. For all things shall not be the lot of all but only those shall be for happiness, who honor God, and shun idolatry. And now, Lord of the world, of every realm, unfeigned immortal king, for thou didst put into my heart the oracle divine, make thou the word cease. For I do not know what things I say, for thou art in me he that speaketh all these things. Now let me rest a little, and put from my heart aside the charming song, for weary is my heart, foretelling with divine words, royal power. Book 11 Great word divine, he bids me sing again. The immortal holy God imperishable, who gives the kings their power and takes away, and who determined for them time both ways, both that of life and that of baneful death. And these the heavenly God enjoins on me unwilling to bring tidings unto kings concerning royal power, and spear impetuous Ares, and by him all perish, child, and the old man who gives to the assembly's laws, 
and many wars and battles there shall be, and homicides, famines, and pestilences, earthquake shocks, and mighty thunderbolts, and many ways of the Assyrians over all the world, and pillaging and robbery of temples. And then an insurrection there shall be of the industrious Persians, and with them Indians, Armenians, and Arabians, and unto these again a Roman king, insatiate in war, and leading on his spearmen against the Assyrians, shall draw near a young Ares, and as far as the deep-flowing silvery Euphrates shall warlike Ares stretch his deadly spear because of. Or by his friend betrayed, he shall fall down in the ranks smitten by the gleaming iron, and straightway coming out of Syria, there shall a purple-loving warrior rule, terror of Ares, and also his son, a Caesar, shall even all the earth oppress. And the one name is unto both of them. On first and twentieth there are to be placed five hundred, but when these in wars shall rule, and laws shall be enacted, there shall be a little rest from war, not for long time. But when a wolf shall to a flock of sheep pledge solemn oaths against the white-toothed dogs, then, having misled, he will tear in pieces the woolly sheep and cast his oaths aside. And then shall there be an unlawful strife of haughty kings and wars, and Syrians shall perish terribly, and Indians and the Armenians and Arabians, the Persians and the Babylonians, shall one another by hard fights destroy. But when a Roman Ares shall destroy a German Ares ruinous of life, triumphing on the ocean, then is war of many years for haughty Persian men, but for them there shall not be victory. For as a fish swims not upon the point of a high many-ridged and windy rock, precipitant, nor does a tortoise fly, nor does an eagle into water come, so also the Persians in that day, far off from victory, while the fond nurse of the Italians, in the plain of Nile, reposing by the sacred water's side, sends forth the appointed lot to seven-hilled Rome. Now these things are. And while the name of Rome shall hold in numbers of revolving time, so many years shall the great noble city of Macedon's lord, willing, deal out corn. Another much distressing pain I'll sing for the Alexandrians who are destroyed by reason of the strife of shameful men. Strong men who were aforetime terrible, being then impotent, shall pray for peace by reason of the wickedness of chiefs. And there shall come wrath of the mighty God on the Assyrians, and the mountain stream shall utterly destroy them, which shall come to Caesar's city and harm Canaanites. The Paramus shall irrigate the city of Mopsus. Then shall the Aegeans fall because of strife of very mighty men. Thee, wretched Antioch, shall Ares strong, leave not while round thee an Assyrian war is pressing. For a chief of men shall dwell within thy houses who shall fight with all the arrow-hurling Persians, he himself having obtained of Romans royal power. Now, cities of Arabians, deck yourselves with temples and with places for the race, and with broad markets and with splendid wealth, with images, gold, silver, ivory. And thou who art of all most fond of learning, Bostra and Philippopolis, that thou mayest come into great sorrow, and the laughing spheres of the zodiacal vault, Ares, Taurus, and Gemini, and as many stars ruling ours as with them in heaven appear, shall benefit thee not. Thou, wretched one, hast trusted many, 
when that very man shall afterwards bring near that which is thine. And now, for Alexandrians loving war, will I sing wars most dreadful, and much people shall perish while their cities are destroyed by citizens against each other, matched and fighting for the sake of hateful strife. And round them, horrid Ares, rushing on, shall cease from war. And then one of great soul, along with his own mighty son, shall fall by treachery on the elder king's account. And after him there shall rule powerfully over fertile Rome another great souled lord, versed in war, coming from the Dacians and numbering three hundred. He shall have also the letter of the number four, and many shall he slay, and then the king shall all his brothers and his friends destroy, even while the kings are cut off, and straightway shall there be fights and pillagings and murders, suddenly on the older king's account. Then when a wily man shall summoned come, a robber and a Roman not well known from Syria appearing, he, by guile, into a race of Cappadocian men, shall drive through, and, besieging, shall press hard, insatiate of war. And then for thee, Tiana and Mazaka, there shall be a capture, Thou shalt be enslaved and put upon thy neck again a fearful yoke. Arid Syria shall mourn for men destroyed, and then Selenian goddess shall not guard her holy city. But when he by flight from Syria shall before the Romans come, and shall pass over the Euphrates streams, no longer like the Romans, but like fierce, dart-shooting Persians, then, fulfilling fate, down shall the ruler of the Italians fall in the ranks, smitten by the gleaming iron, and close upon him shall his children perish. But when another king of Rome shall reign, then also to the Romans there shall come unstable nations, on the walls of Rome destructive Ares with his bastard son. Then also shall be famines, pestilence and mighty thunderbolts, and dreadful wars, and anarchy in cities suddenly and the Syrians shall perish fearfully. For there shall come upon them the great wrath of the Most High, and straightway an uprising of the industrious Persians, and mixed up with Persians shall the Syrians destroy the Romans. But by the divine decree they shall not make a conquest of their laws. Alas, how many with their goods shall flee front the east unto men of other tongues! Alas, the dark blood of how many men the land shall drink! For that shall be a time in which the living uttering over the dead a blessing shall by word of mouth pronounce death beautiful, and death shall flee from them. And now for thee, O wretched Syria, I weep in sorrow. For to thee shall come a dreadful blow from arrow-shooting men, which thou didst never think would come to thee. Also the fugitive of Rome shall come, bearing a great spear, crossing on his way Euphrates with many myriads, and he shall burn thee and dispose all things in a bad way. O wretched Antioch, and thee a city they shall never call, when by thy lack of prudence thou shalt fall under the spears, and stripping off all things and making naked, he shall leave thee thus coverless, houseless, and when any one sees he shall of a sudden weep for thee. And thou shalt be, O Heropolis, a triumph. Also thou, Berea, weep at Chalcis over lately wounded sons, Alas, how many by the steep high mount of Cassius shall dwell, and by Amanus how many, and how many Lysus laves, and Marsias as many, and Paramus the silver eddying, for even to the bounds of Asia they shall treasure up their spoils, make cities naked, and bear idols off, 
and cast down temples on much nourishing earth, and sometime to Gauls and Pannonians, to Mysians and Bithynians, there shall be great sorrow when a warrior shall have come. O Lycians, Lycians, there shall a wolf come to lick thy blood, when Sanians shall come with city-wasting Ares, and the Carpians shall draw near with Ausonians to fight. And then by his own shameless recklessness the bastard son shall put the king to death, and he himself for his impiety shall straightway perish, and again shall rule after him yet another whose name shows first letter, but he too shall quickly fall by mighty Ares, struck by gleaming iron. And yet again the world shall be confused, men perishing by pestilence and war, and the Persians, maddened by the Ausonians, shall in the toil of Ares yet again force their way. And then there shall be a flight of Romans, and thereafter there shall come the priest heard of all round, sent by the sun from Syria appearing, and by guile shall he accomplish all things. And then, too, the city of the sun shall offer prayer, and round about her shall the Persians dare the fearful threatenings of the Phoenicians. But when two chiefs, men swift in war, shall rule the very mighty Romans, one of whom shall have the number seventy, and the other the number three. Even then the stately bull that digs the earth with his hooves and stirs up the dust with his two horns shall many ills upon a dark-skinned reptile perpetrate, which draws a trail with his scales, and besides himself shall perish. And yet after him again shall come another fair-horned stag, hungry upon the mountains, striving hard to feed upon the venom-shedding beasts. Then shall a dread and fearful lion come, sent from the sun and breathing forth much flame. And then, too, by his shameless recklessness shall he destroy the well-horned rapid stag, and the most mighty venom-shedding beast so dread that sends forth many piping sounds, and the he-goat that sideways moves along, and after him fame follows. He himself, sound, unhurt, unapproachable, shall rule. The Romans and the Persians shall be weak. But Lord, King of the world, O God, restrain the song of our words and give charming song. Book 12 O men, why do ye vainly think on things too lofty as if ye immortal were? And ye are ruling but a little time, and over mortals all desire to reign, not understanding that God himself hates the lust of rule, and most of all things hates insatiate kings fearful in wickedness, and over them he stirs up what is dark. Wherefore, instead of good works and just thoughts, ye all choose for your garments purple robes, desiring wretched fights and homicides, 
them, God imperishable who dwells in heaven, shall make short-lived, destroy them utterly, and overthrow one here, another there. But when there shall a bold destroyer come, trusting in his own might, thick-haired and grim, and shall destroy all, he shall also tear shepherds in pieces, and no victory shall be theirs unless soon, with speed of feet, pursuing eagerly through wooded glens, young dogs shall meet in conflict. For a dog pursued the lion, which destroys the shepherds. And then there shall be a Lord confident in his might, and named with four syllables, and shown forth clearly from the number one. But him shall brazen Ares quickly slay because of the conflict with insatiate men. Then shall two other princely men bear rule, both of the number forty, and with them shall great peace be in the world, and to all the people law and right. But them in turn shall men with gleaming helmet, needing gold and silver, impiously put to death, for these things catching them by their deft plans. And then again a dreadful lord shall rule, young, fighting hand to hand, whose name shall show the number seventy, life-destroying, fierce, who to the army basely shall betray the people of Rome, slain by wickedness, because of wrath of kings, and he shall hurl down every city and hut of the Latins, and Rome is no more to be seen or heard, such as of late another traveler saw. For all these things shall in the ashes lie, nor shall there be a sparing of her works, for hurtful he himself shall come from heaven. God the immortal from the sky shall send lightnings and thunderbolts upon mankind, and some he will destroy by lightnings burned, and others with his mighty thunderbolts, and Rome's strong children and the famous Latins shall then the shameless dreadful ruler slay. Around him, dead, the dust shall not lie light, but he shall be a sport for dogs and birds and wolves, for he a marital people spoiled. After him, numbering forty, there shall rule another famous Parthian destroyer, German destroyer, putting down dread beasts that kill men, which upon the ocean's streams and the Euphrates press continuous on, and then shall Rome again be as before. But when there comes a great wolf in thy plains, a ruler marching onward from the west, then shall be under powerful Ares die. Being cleft asunder by the piercing brass and over the very mighty Romans, then shall there rule yet again another man of great heart from Assyria brought to light of the first letter, and he shall himself by means of wars put all things under him, and by his armies at once power display and lay down laws. But him shall brazen Ares quickly destroy by treacherous armies falling. After him, three of haughty heart shall rule, one having the first number, one three tens, and the other with three hundred shall partake. Cruel, who gold and silver and much fire shall melt in statues of gods made with hands, and to the armies they, equipped for war, will for the sake of victory monies give, dividing many costly things and goods, and in like manner, striving eagerly after power, they shall harm disastrously the arrow-shooting Parthians of the deep, and swift Euphrates, and the hostile Medes, and the soft-haired warlike Misagetae, and Persians also, quiver-bearing men. But when the king shall his own fate unloose, leaving unto his sons, more fit for arms, the royal scepter, and entreating right, than they, forgetful of their father's words, and having their hands all prepared for war, shall rush in conflict for the royal power. And then another lord, of the third number, shall rule alone, and smitten by a sword, 
shall quickly see his fate. Then after him shall many perish at each other's hands, being very valiant for the royal power. Moreover, a great-hearted one shall rule the very mighty Romans, an old lord of the number four, and manage all things well. And then upon Phoenicia shall come war and conflict, and there shall come nations near of arrow-shooting Persians. Ah, how many shall before men of barbarous speech fall down! Sidon and Tripolis and Berytus, the loudly boasting, shall behold each other amid the blood and bodies of the dead. Wretched Laodicea, round thyself thou shalt a great and unsuccessful war stir up through the impiety of men. Ah, hapless Tyrians, ye shall gather in an evil harvest. One in the daytime the sun that lighteth mortals shall withdraw, and his disk not appear, and drops of blood thick and abundant shall flow down from heaven upon the earth. And then the king shall die, betrayed by his companions. After him shall many shameless leaders still promote the wicked strife, and one another kill. And then shall there a reverend ruler be, of much skill, with a name that numbers five, confiding in great armies whom mankind will fondly love because of royal power, and having the good name he shall hitherto add by good deeds. But while he reigns, there shall twixt Taurus and snow-clad Aminus be a fearful sign. From the Sicilian land a city new and beautiful and strong shall by the deep strong rivers be destroyed, and in Propontis and in Phrygia shall there be many earthquakes, and the king of great renown shall under his own lot by wasting deadly sickness lose his life. And after him shall rule two lordly kings, one numbering three hundred, and one three, and many shall he utterly destroy in defense of the seven-hill city Rome, and for the sake of powerful sovereignty. And then shall evil to the senate come, nor shall it from the angry king escape while he holds wrath against it. And a sign shall then appear to all men upon earth, and fuller shall the rains be. Snow and hail shall ruin field fruits over the boundless earth, but they shall fall in wars, slain by strong Ares in behalf of the war for the Italians. And then again another king shall rule, full of devices, gathering all the army, and for the sake of war distributing money to those with brazen breastplate clad. But thereupon shall Nihilus, rich in corn, beyond the Libyan mainland irrigate for two years the dark soil and fruitful land of Egypt. But all things shall famine seize, and war and robbers, murders, homicides. And many cities shall by warlike men be thrown down headlong by the army's hands, and he, betrayed, shall fall by gleaming iron. After him, one whose number is three hundred shall rule the Romans, very mighty men. He shall stretch forth a life-destroying spear against the Armenians and the Parthians, the Assyrians and the Persians firm in war. And then anew shall a creation of splendidly built Rome with gold and amber and silver and ivory in order raised. And in her many people shall abide from all the east and from the prosperous west. And the king shall make other laws for her. But then shall death destructive and strong fate in turn receive him in a boundless isle. And there shall rule another of ten triads, a man like a wild beast, fair-haired and grim, who shall be a descendant of the Greeks, and then a city of Molossian Pythia, feeding much, and Larissa shall be bent down on Peneus's overhanging brows, and then too in horse-feeding Scythia 
shall be an insurrection, and dire war shall be hard by the waters of the lake Maotis, at streams by the utmost mouth of the fount of watery Phasis, and the mead of Asphodel, and there shall many fall by powerful warriors. Ah, how many men shall Ares with strong brass receive? And then, having destroyed a Scythian race, the king shall die in his own lot, unloosing life. And yet another of the number four shall rule thereafter, openly made known a dreadful man whom all Armenians who drink the best ice of the flowing stream Araxis and the Persians of great soul shall fear in wars, and between Colchians and very strong Pulaski there shall be wars, fights, and homicides, and those who hold the cities of the land of Phrygia and those of the Propontis and make bare from out their scabbards the two-edged swords shall smite each other through sore impiousness. And then shall God to mortal men display from heaven a great sign with the rolling years, a bat, the portent of bad war to come. And then the king shall not escape stern fate, but die by hand, slain by the gleaming iron. After him, numbering fifty, there shall rule again another coming out of Asia, a dreadful terror, fighting hand to hand, and he shall set war on Rome's stately walls and among Colchians and Heniaki and the milk-drinking Agathersians by Euxine Sea at Thracia's sandy bay. And then the king shall not escape stern fate, and they will tear in pieces his dead corpse. And then, the king slain, man ennobling Rome shall be a desert, and much people perish. And then again one terrible and dread from mighty Egypt shall rule, and destroy great-hearted Parthians and Medes and Germans and Agathersians of the Bosporus, Iernians, Britons, and Iberians, that bear the quiver, bent Mesagetae, and Persians, thinking themselves more than men. And then a famous man shall look upon all Hellas, acting as an enemy to Scythia and windy Caucasus, and there shall be a dread sign while he rules. Crowns altogether like the shining stars shall from heaven in the south and north appear, and then shall he bequeath the royal power to his son, whose initial letter heads the alphabet. When in the halls of Hades the manly king in his own lot shall go. But when the son of this man in the land of Rome shall rule, shown by the number one, there shall be over all the earth great peace, much longed for, and the Latins will love him as king because of his own father's worth. Him, eager to go both east and west, the Roman people shall against his will retain at home and in command of Rome, for among all there is a friendly heart felt for their royal and illustrious lord, but baneful death shall snatch him out of life, short-lived, abandoned to his destiny. But others, afterwards, again shall smite each other, powerful warriors carrying on an evil strife, not holding kingly power, but being tyrants. And in all the world shall they bring many evil things to pass, but chiefly for the Romans till the time of the third Dionysus, until armed with helmet Ares shall from Egypt come, whom they shall surname Dionysus Lord. But when the famous royal purple cloak, a murderous lion and murderous lioness shall rend, together they shall grasp the lungs of the changed kingdom. Then a holy king, whose name has the first letter, pressing hard for victory, shall cast down hostile chiefs to be the food of dogs and birds of prey. Alas for thee, O city burned with fire, O powerful Rome, 
How many things must thou needs suffer when all these things come to pass? But the great far-famed king shall afterward raise thee all up again with gold and amber and silver and ivory, and in the world thou shalt in thy possessions foremost be, also in temples, marketplaces, wealth, and race grounds, and then shalt thou be again a light for all, even as thou wast before. Ah, wretched Secrepes and Cadmians and the Laconians, who are situate around Peneus and Molossian stream, thick grown with rushes, Trica and Dodona and high-built Ithome, Pyrian ridge around the summit of Olympian Mount, Osa, Larissa, and Highgate Caledon. But when God shall for mortals bring to pass a great sign, day dark twilight round the world, even then to thee, O king, the end shall come, nor is it possible that thou escape a brother's piercing dart against thee hurled. And then again shall rule a life-destroyer, a fiery eagle from the royal race, who shall of Egypt's offspring take fast hold, younger, but then his brother much more strong, who has for his first sign the number eighty. And then the whole world shall for honor's sake bear in its lap the soul-distressing wrath of the immortal God. And there shall come on mortal men the creatures of a day, famines and plagues and wars and homicides, and an incessant darkness over the earth, mother of peoples, and relentless wrath from heaven, and disorder of the times, and earthquake shocks, and flaming thunderbolts, and stones and storms of rain and squalid drops. And the high summits of the Phrygian land feel the shock, bases of the Scythian hills feel the shock. Cities tremble, and all earth trembles at the cliffs of the land of Greece. And many cities, God being very wroth, shall fall prone under burning thunderbolts, and with bewailings, and to shun the wrath and make escape is not even possible. And then the king shall by a strong hand fall, struck as if he were no one by his men. After him of the Latins many men wearing the purple mantle on their shoulders shall be again raised up, who shall by lot desire to lay hold on the royal power. And then upon the stately walls of Rome shall be three kings, two having the first number, and one the eponym of victory bearing as no one else. They shall love Rome and all the world, concerned for mortal men. But they shall not accomplish anything. For God has not been gracious to the world, and neither will he be gentle with mankind, because they have done many evil things. Therefore to kings shall he a mean soul bring, still worse than that of leopards and of wolves, for harshly seizing them with their own hands, like feeble women who are idly slain, shall men in brazen breastplate utterly destroy the kings together with their scepters. Ah, wretched, lofty men of glorious Rome, trusting in false oaths, ye shall be destroyed. And then shall many masters with the spear, men rushing not in order, furious on, take away offspring of the firstborn men in their blood. Therefore thrice shall the Most High then bring on dreadful doom, and all men with their works shall he destroy. But into judgment yet again shall God cause them to come that have a shameless soul, as many as determined evil things. And they themselves are fenced in, falling one upon another, and given over there into that condemnation of wickedness. All one by one, yet a brilliant comet, of much to come, of war and battle strife. But at the time when one about the isles shall gather many oracles that speak to strangers of fight and of battle strife, 
and grievous harm of temples. He shall bid one in great haste to gather in Rome's halls for twelve months wheat and barley in abundance, and this most quickly. And in wretched plight the city shall be those days, and straightway shall it again be prosperous not a little, and rest shall be when that rule is destroyed. And then the last race of the Latin kings shall be, and after it again shall grow dominion, children and the children's race shall be unshaken. For it shall be known, since a surety God himself is king. There is a land dear, nourisher of men, situate in a plain, and round it Nile marks off the boundary and separates all Libya and Ethiopia, and Syrians short-lived, one from one place, another from another. From that land shall snatch away all movable effects. A great and careful lord shall be their king, training up youth and sending off for men, and planning something fearful about those most fearful. Above all, he shall send forth a powerful helper of all Italy, the lofty-minded. And when he shall come unto the dark sea of Assyria, he shall despoil Phoenicians in their homes, and fastening evil war and battle dire, shall be one lord of the two lords of earth. And now will I for Alexandrians sing their grievous end. Alas, barbarians shall possess sacred Egypt, land unharmed, unshaken, when wrath from the gods shall come. Making winter summer, then shall the oracles be all fulfilled. But when three youths in the Olympian games shall conquer, and thou shalt bid them that know the oracles that call on God to cleanse, first by the blood of sucking quadruped, thrice therefore shall the Most High then bring on a fearful lot and be shall over all brandish the mournful long spear. Then much blood, barbarian, shall be poured out in the dust, when the city shall be plundered utterly by inhospitable strangers. Happy he who is dead, also happy any one who is without a child. For he who once was leader, surnamed for them that are free, far famed in song, no longer in his mind revolving earlier plans, shall place their neck under a servile yoke. Such slavery, cause of much weeping, shall a lord impose. And then straightway an army of Sicilians, ill-fated, shall come, carrying dismay when a barbarian nation shall again come suddenly, and the fruit, when it grows, they from the field shall sever. Upon them shall God the lofty thunderer bestow evil instead of good. Continually shall stranger pluck from stranger hateful gold. But now, when all shall look upon the blood of the flesh-eating lion, and there comes upon the body a murderous lioness, down from his head will be the scepter cast away from him. And as in friendly feast in Egypt, when the people all partake, they perform valiant deeds, and one restrains another, and among them there is much shouting aloud, so also shall there be upon mankind the fear of furious strife, and many shall be utterly destroyed and others kill each other by hard fights. And then one, covered with dark scales, shall come. Two others shall come acting in concert with one another, and with them a third, a great ram from Syrene, whom before spoke of as a fugitive in war beside the streams of Nile, but in no wise and unsuccessful way do all complete. And then the lengths of the revolving years shall be exceeding quiet. Yet again thereafter, shall a second war for them in Egypt be stirred up, and there shall be a battle on the sea, but victory shall not be theirs. Ah, wretched ones, 
There shall a conquest of the famous city be, and it shall be a spoil of war not long. And then men having common boundaries of much land shall flee wretched, and shall lead their wretched parents. And they shall again having great victory light on a land, and shall destroy the Jews, men staunch in war, wasting by wars far as the hoary deep on both sides, fighting in the foremost ranks for fatherland and parents. And a race of trophy-bearing men shall for the dead be reckoned. Ah, how many men shall swim above the waves! For on the sandy beach many shall lie, and their heads of golden hair shall fall beneath Egyptian-winged fowls, and then for the Arabians mortal blood shall go in quest. But when wolves shall with dogs pledge in a sea-girt island solemn oaths, then shall there be the raising of a tower, and the city that suffered very many things men shall inhabit. For deceitful gold shall no more be, nor acquiring of the earth, nor much laboring servitude. But one fast friendship, and one mode of life with cheerful soul, and all things shall be common and equal light among the means of life. And wickedness shall sink down from the earth into the vast sea. And then, near at hand, is come the harvest time of mortal men. There is imposed a strong necessity that these things be fulfilled. And at that time, there shall not any other traveler say in this conjecturing that the race of men, though imperishable, shall ever cease to be. And then a holy nation shall prevail and hold the sovereignty of all the earth unto all ages with their mighty sons.